0: My name is Craig Wright. You're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network.
1: Welcome to the Emerald Podcast Network. I'm Sarah Rosa Davies, an arts and culture reporter. Today we are speaking with UO students Mohammed Astall and Barkley Saltzman about their experiences with the Israeli-Palestinian conflict both on campus and in their personal lives. The problems there have been playing out for decades. For many UO students, it is only something they watch on the news. But for those in the Jewish and Arab or Muslim communities on campus, it can be personal. I lived in Jerusalem my sophomore year of high school and recently spent time with Palestinian families in the West Bank. I have grown up watching people I know and love on both sides of the conflict get hurt. Today we are going to discuss the ways in which Israel and Palestine affect our campus culture. All right, so I want you guys to tell me your names and a little bit about yourself.
2: So I'm Barkley Saltzman. I'm from Portland, Oregon, studying psychology. Going to be graduating after this term and going into studying conflict resolution. And my name is Mohammed Alastal.
0: I'm an international student originally from Gaza Strip, Palestine, and I'm a freshman here at the University of Oregon. I'm still undeclared, um, and I like photography. Uh,
1: so what brought each of you to Eugene?
2: So I grew up pretty close by. I liked a lot of the research that was going on at University of Oregon. Um, so that's when I ended up applying.
1: Mm-hmm. What about you, Mohammed? Uh,
2: so I was born and raised in
0: Gaza Strip, uh, and I spent uh, sixteen years of my life there. Uh, I had the chance to become an exchange student with this program um, that's offered by the United States Department of State, um, State Department, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever that is, and. Um, I came in ex- as an exchange student with that program, and I was placed in Portland, Oregon, uh, living with a host family of mm-hmm. single mother and two sons. And uh, I spent my 11th year of high school and uh, pub- private school in Portland. And then that's where I got to know about the University of Oregon. And then I applied and somehow got in <laughs> and decided to come here. So
1: all right uh so last week we're gonna start off with some kind of current event stuff that's happening on campus uh last week some white nationalists <laughs> came to campus um some people are calling them neo-nazis but they call themselves white nationalists uh came to campus with swastikas on their truck and playing bagpipes and kind of you know um with like i think they had a sign that said no more wars with israel or something like that um
2: it was, yeah, No More Wars for, yeah, Israel, for Israel. Yeah, for Israel,
1: yeah. Uh, and so they came to campus, and there were protests kind of happening around them, people, you know, shouting and stuff. Uh, and this happened, and I'm just interested in hearing what your guys' reactions were to that, or how that made you feel.
2: So um, I could start, if that's all right. Um, generally, um, I, I, they had mentioned talking themselves as white nationalists. Um, they came there with swastikas talking about celebrating Hitler's birthday. Um, which is why, generally, I was initially calling them neo Nazis. Um, mm-hmm. All those different, you know, different terms, different branches in those movements. Um, so I had a pretty, somewhat emotional reaction to that. It's definitely not my first encounter with neo Nazis by any means. Um, that being said, my, you know, I had Holocaust survivors that I grew up with in my family, as well as their people who mm-hmm. close to me who didn't survive. Um, my aunt Luba was a Holocaust survivor who uh, helped save a lot of kids from a concentration mm-hmm. camp. And so and there's and I worked with in, in a Jewish nursing home. So there was a lot of connection to that and a lot of frustration there. I was not on campus, unfortunately, when they came. But I hear after hearing about it from a lot of people who are there, I think the main important thing, um, the risk that, they, that what, the reason that they're there, in my opinion, what they're trying to do is if is bring it more into a mainstream political view, because if it goes from something that people are appalled to, to becoming something where they, it seems to be just a little out there, a little wild, a little crazy. Then that's how we go from debating whether or not mm. something's racist to whether or not racism is okay.
1: Mm-hmm. What about you, Mohammed? How'd that make you feel?
2: Yeah, sure. I was actually in a writing class,
0: writing one twenty-one, mm-hmm. and uh, for the past two weeks, we have been talking about free freedom of speech mm. uh, on college campuses and which was really surprising because i used this example of these guys coming into campus uh in my paper which was mm-hmm. great but uh i pull over by the emu as i'm walking and i find these two guys and it's a big hassle around them with all these students and i just go there i had no idea about the signs on the truck and i see the what's written behind the truck where it says no more for, for israel or america stop being israel's mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> I I was like, what is going on? All these people are pro-Israel and like against Palestine, and mm-hmm. I did not get the message at all mm-hmm. um, until I came to the side and saw the the um, the Nazi uh, sign. Mm-hmm. I did not ever, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually did not ever encounter any Jewish person in my life uh, growing up because basically in Gaza Strip growing up I only traveled one time Mm -hmm. in 2011 and I went to Jordan to visit my um, my aunt and my uncle and cousins there but I had not encountered Mm -hmm. any um, Jewish person uh, as a friend or as a relative Mm -hmm. or as all that and um, coming here I encountered of course a lot of them even by um, a school when I went to high school here in the um, in Portland Uh, I had a Jewish friend uh, who was also um, in touch with, uh, there's this organization called Jewish Voices for Peace Mm -hmm. um, in Portland, which I connected with. Um, They're great people. uh, But also that person had actually changed my life Mm -hmm. or not changed my life, changed my views about Jews. Mm -hmm. Because growing up back home, uh, what I only grew up hearing was, you know, that all Jews are Zionists and all Jews are bad. And and that's the sort of story mm. that we hear in Gaza Strip. And I never understood the difference. I never met a Jewish person to understand the difference. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I met that girl, Natalie, uh, it sort of brought like a real face to what a Jewish person is. Mm. And that's just a real person. Um, and she had encountered some people who were like survivors of the Holocaust, her grandfather. And... It just made it more real. Mm -hmm. And I understood the disaster. And um, it it just brought me back, I guess, to the realization of that we're all humans and we should all look Mm -hmm. out for each other. And that it doesn't matter if we're stereotyped or labeled. We still Mm -hmm. should look for each other and um, try and should to spread peace. Um, So then when I understood that, honestly, I was a little bit disgusted. Mm -hmm. Um, But... Um, because I've been recently, we're talking about mm-hmm. um, freedom of speech on college campuses. Mm-hmm. It was, it was kind of interesting seeing how the reaction of the students and a lot of faculty against towards these two guys. There were a lot of swear words. There were mm-hmm. a lot of um, ju- just, I don't know, like <laughs> impolite words to, mm-hmm. to tell them to get the F off or to get back to um, string all your A-holes and all that. Mm-hmm. And it just It just reminded me of one thing um back home if you post something Mm -hmm. against the government in any means in any social media or if you just out on the street you'll be interrogated or you'll be imprisoned Mm -hmm. and it just reminded me like here people have this um, powerful weapon and i don't know if they're using it in a right way or a wrong way Mm. and i hope people understand this privilege and um to make good use of it but so i felt a little disgusted and i talked uh with this arab guy abdul from saudi mm-hmm. arabia and we had a talk about it and it, it was it was interesting um for me ever me um encountering the so-called new nazis yeah. um and to see that encounter yeah. Yeah.
1: barclay have you had any experiences where uh you've seen people or met people who've challenged these stereotypes and made you realize this humanity
2: so I don't have a parallel to that exact experience. Um, there's growing up in it within in the U.S. Uh, where there's a little there's there's some more tolerance of it, uh, from the government, at least mm-hmm. of of diversity of opinion. Um, so there's definitely times where there's there's stereotypes clearly that exist. And there's it's nice to see something that breaks away from those stereotypes or people being ex- exposure to different cultures and breaking free from those stereotypes that people have of those cultures.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but I don't, I don't think I have like a complete, like a real parallel to that personal experience.
1: Mm. Uh, have you guys ever felt unsafe in Eugene? I mean, you spoke a little bit about the, the white nationalists coming to campus, but I'm interested in hearing, have you ever felt unsafe because of your identity as a Palestinian in Eugene? No. No. Why? (laughs) I mean, like not why, but like, you know, kind of like, can you elaborate a little bit more on that, Mohammed?
0: Yeah, sure. Um... So my host mom, uh, Catherine Houghton, she teaches at a private school uh, in Gresham, uh, in, here in Oregon. And most of the school population uh, are mostly Mexican, Hispanic, or uh, they're here without any official documents. And we sh- what she had been telling me um, that since the new administration here in the U.S., these students have been countering a lot of racist comments um, and just not nice things, uh, just m- more increasingly. And she had asked me if I'd ever experienced any of that. And I surprisingly, I have not. Um, here in Eugene, um, I just go to to my classes. Mm-hmm. I go to work and um, I'm hanging out with some friends. Um, and I'm still, maybe it could be just I'm new here and I'm still not observing what's like racist or what's not, what's good, what's not. Mm-hmm. Um, And so maybe it's just me adapting to this new place, but so far I have not encountered uh, Mm -hmm. anything. And I hope I don't, but if I do, uh, I would be really excited to have a conversation with the person and understand what's their motives, Mm -hmm. really, um, and understand why they're doing that. But uh, so far, so good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So this question is for both of you. What misconceptions do you think people have about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict or... Yeah. That.
2: (laughs) So I think there's a a lot. I think that one of the biggest ones, aside from disagreements about politics and policies, which can be misconceptions and it can be differences in perspectives and where people come from and their upbringing and stuff. I think that one of them is the uh, is that the the, the focus on it, particularly from international bodies, um, seems to be Disproportional to its regional effect in the uh, the area, not that it's not an important issue, because it's a very important issue, one that I spend a huge amount of time on. Um, however, I think that the idea that if it's solved, it would re- have a lasting effect that would spread out throughout the Middle East and resolve every other conflict, which I sometimes hear argued. I think that's inaccurate. Um, I mean, we can bring up more and I can hear something that I might think to be a misconception, because I think that it's a very misunderstood conflict that. It has a variety of components i hear some people saying that it's all a religious issue and i hear some people saying it's not a religious issue at all i think the answer is somewhere in between um i think hear people saying that it's completely only a recent issue and some people saying it's an ancient issue and again i think that there's ancient aspects and modern aspects that all come together so i think that there's you, people often hear um that something's complex and that seems as a way to dis- be dismissive of it like we just you know, don't deal with it it's too complex Um, I'd say that it's more giving respect to the severity of it. When you talk about the complexities, it shows a willingness to actually address it for what it really is and not give a kind of lazy answer or just kind of the obvious answer to it.
1: I saw you nodding, Mohammed. What were you going to say?
2: Oh, yeah. Um,
0: I think um, so with the exchange program and here, uh, I... I'm selected as a student in the International Cultural Service Program and I do presentations almost every week. Um and I go in the Eugene Springfield uh community and I go to I went to middle schools, I went to elderly homes, I went to high schools, and when I do the presentations about um Israeli-Palestine uh, conflict, the first question I ask, what do you know about this issue? What what do you know about Palestine? What do you know about Israel? What do you know about Gaza? What do you know about this bank? And the only word, or two words, <laughs> that seem to come up all the time, is war and conflict. Um, and that's unfortunate. Um, and it, it seemed to me, when I talked to people, it seemed that a lot of people think, uh, which is a misconception, of course, that Jews and Arabs, or Jews and Muslims, have been fighting forever. And that's not true. Um uh, what you said about the, that the conflict is has ancient uh, roots and modern roots, that's true. Um, but uh, before, there was no Palestine. There was no Israel. There was only one piece of land and two nations living together, or even more than two nations. <laughs> um, and uh, I guess people just miss that. And it's so easy for us to label the, the whole conflict as um, religious, non-religious, um whatever people call it and then we just have that one image uh of that conflict and we just don't see it from uh, a lot of sides um and so uh one thing i one thing i always hear uh and i don't like at all honestly uh, one thing i hear uh when i go to these communities and i give the presentations and people know that i'm from gaza strip palestine uh and they know that oh yeah like you've lived with all this horrible stuff and you lived in and the wars in 2008, 2012, 2014. And it's true. I've lost some people. Um, but all that shaped who I am. And motivated me to towards my goal. Um, and try to bring peace to the area. But a lot of people say. Oh, I'm sorry for you. And I just don't understand it. Um, I understand that it's tragic. I understand it's bad. But uh, I think it, it made who I am. And I'm really grateful and thankful for that. Um, and people just don't think that for example Gaza where I'm from they don't think that it's like a civilized enough place that we don't have a normal life and that's a big misconception I grew up in Gaza and uh, I had great moments and I had bad moments I had happy moments I had sad moments I would hang out with my friend every Thursday night at the beach Uh, we stay up late the electricity would come out or, or go out and then come back in and we would a big hassle in the house we party because the electricity had come in um, um i used to dance i used to listen to music it had a, a big life in gaza and, I, I, and and this is the thing uh when i go to, to these communities and i ask them the first question what you know beyond conflict and then they don't give me an answer and that's what i try to feed into these people's minds because or not to feed into these minds. i'm not gonna be forcing them <laughs> but um what I try to raise awareness of, because uh, we're not less than we're just as humans. We have a, such an amazing life, even though it seems from the outside it's horrible. Um, but back home, living with all these uh, stuff, I had Joey growing up, and I just want to want people to know that it's not the worst thing in the world. Uh, a lot of people say that the Palestinian-Israeli conflict is a blood path. And when looking at the, the region of the Middle East, and looking at the, the past 100 years, and people have been fighting for their freedom from their colonizers, for example, Algeria, they've been fighting for a, over a 100 years. And they, they've lost, like, like. it's not even compared to what, not, not to disgrade the severity of the Palestinian-Israeli conflict, but... It's definitely I would I wouldn't say compared to region it's not as a big bloodbath. Um, it is a problem. It is a, a conflict, but and uh, it is on the table in every news table. But uh, again, um, the conflict it was never always forever between Jews and Arabs. Um, and life there it is terrible, but people still survive and have a normal life. And I wish people like can and uh, look beyond what the media tells them and look beyond what the news tells them uh, to see the normal aspect of life to, to raise that humanity or human side back again.
1: So I think this is going to be my last question, which I'd like you guys to answer kind of shortly if you can, um, is what's your hope for the future for your family in Israel and Palestine? Or for your or for the people you know, or just what's your hope?
2: Sure, um, I would like there to be uh, a, a solution where people can live p- peacefully with prosperity and security. Um, not have to worry about, I mean, I, don't, I like to not worry about having to hear about a bomb going off or a stabbing, having to check to see if I recognize the names. I'd like that for everyone. i like people to be able to pursue the life that they want without having to worry about any of that. So really an end to the, an end to the conflict. <laughs> yeah, I hope the same thing too. I hope
0: uh, that peace not only in palestine and israel but all over the world peace may rise and just the, the conflict may all shut down um i've survived through the war i've seen what the war can do and uh it is something that i wish that nobody can see um i have lost people and every day i that motivates me and push me forward towards um hopefully putting an end to this and just having a really uh, wonderful life for all the people of Gaza or Palestine and to understand that the world does not stop beyond border it does not stop on a border like the world is so big and it's just not where I grew up in 6.8 miles by 32 the world is so huge uh, there's so many wonderful things uh, I would encourage people to go explore the other and not just be limited in what they know Um The more you know, the more you know, you don't know. So go beyond that.
1: I'm Sarah Oza Davies, and thanks for listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. If you liked what you heard here, you can listen to more daily Emerald Podcasts on SoundCloud and iTunes. If you're feeling feisty or particularly interested in this topic, feel free to leave us a comment or review. See you next time.